Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, why don't you talk to Sam about it? About this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. He says, well, that's interesting, but uh, it's not my department. Which means he doesn't think there's anything, just like Dr. Lapp and you. There's not much. A mystery that's been translated? A mystery that didn't sell. That's been translated into a very odd assortment of languages. Turkish, but not French. Arabic, but not Russian or German. Dutch. Spanish? Yes. Yes. The Wall Street Journal. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Well, hello and welcome. To Film Sack. This is Film Sack. Mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 630. I'm Scott Johnson. Joined today by Brian. Nothing helps him think harder and faster than a hot street pretzel done away. Hot street pretzels coming up. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, it feels like it's been at least three days of the Condor since it was 1975. Sorry, no way to hide that weird ass title in my intro. Kind of like that weird ass Max von Sydow 70s mustache. Look at that face. It's a great face. But has never been to space China, except when it goes all Ming the Merciless five years later in Flash Gordon. Come on, Robert Redford. Just try to phone freak that Mingo phone. I dare you. Hello? Yes, this is Booby Slave. Oh, you have Booby Hostage? See, we aren't so different after all, you and me. Episode 68 of Film Sack. That's some Film Sack inside Film Facts. Some Film Sacks? Film Sack Sacks. <laughs> film Sacks. Did I write that right? Yeah, you got it. I missed it. a couple of words yeah. in my intro. Anywho. I'm so tired, I can't think. See? Just too tired. If only I could take a little hostage nap where I'm the big spoon with a gun and you're the little spoon trying to get away. But you don't, because I'm charming. In a, is it really rape if he looks like 1970s Robert Redford with glasses? Yes. The answer is always yes. But the night he's young. Now excuse me. I gotta go judo chop the mailman before he ventilates my insides. Would you like some hot coffee? To the crotch. Ha! Hondo away! Randy? When things quiet down, you're a very sweet man to be with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the one part of the movie I could never get over. That stupid romance. 
Uh, All right. (laughs) Well done. Also with us today, Randy, Robert Redford has more hair in one of his sideburns than the three of us on our entire heads combined, Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian, or as I've renamed you, Hassenpfeffer, Sphinx, and Brian with a Y. Thank you for coming to this training course on how to survive being pursued by the deadliest government organization that ever existed and look great doing it. I'm your trainer, Ronald. Yeah, I know. The the names are super dumb. I, I don't know, guys. It's it's really not our strong suit, okay? Like we, we go with whatever names. I I graduated from the academy with a guy named Dirk Longknife. Swear to God, he ends up getting the code name Subway. Imagine going. Okay, all right, all right. You came here to be trained on escaping in the city, and I'm going to guarantee that you do as long as you follow my three rules. Number one, kidnap some lady. That's right. If you're going to die anyway, you may as well swing for the fences sexually. We have actual data that shows 15% of women who are kidnapped by an agent on the run end up having sex with that agent kind of consensually. Number two, (laughs) wear the most noticeable stylish clothing imaginable, even though you can't go home and change clothes. I think uh, French and Italian outerwear that goes perfectly with those blue jeans will just appear for you when you're on the run. But I mean, that may only work if you're literally the sexiest person alive. Number three, (laughs) interact with the CIA as much as possible. I mean, it's just the old rope-a-dope. They're looking for you. You're trying to escape them. They have guns. You have a trail of clues that lead right to your hideout with the aforementioned kidnap victim. They will never expect you to call them on the phone every hour on the hour. Call the CIA while you're banging the kidnapped lady. That'll show them. (laughs) Man, I think we got a theme going today. Let's start. I think uh-huh. we do. Let's try for number three. Hey, it's Brian. He wishes his kitchen cupboards had huge five-inch round knobs like oh. Faye Dunaway's Ibit. I'm in the middle of three three D printing those as we speak. Mm. Uh, let's uh, get to uh, let's get to the music here, and this is uh, uh, well, I'll just say it, it's Blondie. This is a major. I'm in the phone booth. It's the one by Central Park. Some bastards killed my friends and left me in the dark. Bring me in. Oh, don't you know where I've been? What's my designation again? Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. Don't leave me hanging on the telephone. I asked the operator, she told me where you dwell. I'm on a phone that I stole from Mountain Bell. This condor's not extinct, now you can go to hell. I'll leave you hanging on the telephone. Oh, man. Nice. Wow. That's a rock and roll. It's of uh, instrumental in that song. Yeah. <laughs> really? There's a lot. Interesting. That's no, amazing. Really. It's, like a, it's like a two and a half minute song. And um, my thing is, is more than half of the song. 
Wow. So Scott, he did kind of go along with what Brian and I started. Mm. You know, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. except it I went along with the, the goofy phone thing as opposed yeah. to the I let's alternate flops. between my goofy photographs and us having sex. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had some phone in my in my intro, but I could have used more phone freaking. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, the phone <laughs> freaking in this was something special, man. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into all that when we talk about three days of the Condor this week's episode. And this week uh, we have a fake Fletcher, but it's not a robot. Oh. It's Kit London's husband. Oh, listener of the program, Kit London and her husband. I forgot his name. He has a nickname. Brian gave it to me. He has a nickname, um, and it's in the it's in the Discord. We he used to be on. Uh, he's calling the instance. His name is Ulrich. Ulrich, you usually know him as. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, I remember that name, and uh, he's perfect for this. So let's let him read it. Uh, here is our fan read intro for Three Days of the Condor. 1975's Three Days of the Condor. A bookish CIA researcher in Manhattan finds all his co-workers dead and must outwit those responsible until he figures out who he can really trust. Man, that, you know. I see why Kit London stays with him. No Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to do whatever he tells me to do. Yeah. There was was just enough echo that I thought bathroom. And it was, I always, I always love that. I really, Oh, I like a good bathroom recording. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to turn that down. If I bathroom car, all places to hide. Yeah. And when you're doing something that, that you don't want other people to hear. Yeah. And quick, and and a a quick uh, rules to how this happens. When somebody sends something in, if they are first, they get played. First. Oh, really? Now it's first. I thought it was last week. It was best. Uh, Last week. It was best. This week. It was first. This up happened to also be great, but, um, the, the trick is that so many are coming in, I don't have time to check for best. Right, right. So, oh, wow. So we're going yeah. first, and uh, this one was first. So thank you for that. We appreciate uh, first it. First and best. I'm mm-hmm. sure you would go to second if first was just rock. Oh, no. First, right? first is terrible. I'll move down the line. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. right. yeah, You're we're going for the, best, the, the first best one. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And that all because right. that I can do because then I don't have to like hear them all to know. I just go, oh, one is bad. Two is okay. How about three? Ooh, three is amazing. And then I play three. Yeah. So then, them's the rules. Live with them. Uh, yeah, it's Three Days of the Condor, directed by Sidney Pollock. Uh, he also made three cameos Pops. in this, two phone calls and a guy on the street uh, was, <laughs> was in this. And uh, this stars your Robert Redford, your Faye Dunaway, uh, related mm-hmm. to no relation to Brian Dunaway, and Cliff Robertson, mm-hmm. uh, soon to be uh, Uncle Ben one day in the Spider-Man universe. So there's those That's guys. Right. So uh, we yeah. we kind of like uh, fell into this one a couple of years ago when we did uh, Towering Inferno, right? Yeah. Um, it, this was like the obvious uh, next movie when you're looking at a lot of these people's like, you know, lists of stuff they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I, I realized it was a Christmas movie and I've never seen it. I don't think any of us have ever seen it. Yeah. No, it's a Christmas movie in the way that Die Hard is Christmas movie. People don't, don't Ooh, forget. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. I don't even no, know if I exactly even right. say that. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Like, I think that's right. It's they set play, during Christmas. It's, so it's, it's set at Christmas it's and set you during hear Christmas, Christmas music. And Christmas and stuff is going on around them. Literally, yeah. like Christmas caroling at the end is supposed to mean something. Um, you, you can tell me what it was. This movie talks anyway, a does lot. Does he ever use a Christmas a implement to help him get out of the situation? Oh, that's an uh, interesting point. Hold on. Okay. I sway. I would like to give the defense uh, mm. a moment at the stand. Uh, <laughs> I think that's an that's a factor I hadn't really thought of. If you use Christmas shit in your movie well, and not just hear it going if, on. If she wasn't, if she wasn't your... out Christmas shopping, would he have kidnapped her? And he couldn't have made it through this movie without her. 
Right. Yeah. That sure. was sure. that was like a big pivotal thing. Although it was very random, right? It was it, this. It's just Did picking a, a person in the party? city. He could have easily just picked somebody up who was just shopping. But, yeah, but, <laughs> it would, but it wouldn't have been Faye Dunaway. So it would have you know. been Faye Dunaway. Mm. Yeah, and there was no there was no parade Dunaway that he went through. He just he hid in a it's store at one point. He was outside buying a pretzel and hearing. So let's let's compromise and call it a December movie. I'm glad we watched it in December. Yeah, yeah, it, sure. it was very Decemberish. Oh yeah, for sure. It had <laughs> but, that feeling. They filmed it in New York. They filmed it actually in winter, but it was set in the fall prior to to or no, it was set in Christmas. It was filmed in the fall. That's what it was. Right. So right. it wasn't filmed around Christmas. But uh, so there's it, it did, there's it all worked. this trivia about the film crew going around and pulling the leaves off the trees. To make them look like they've already gone make through their look their more lonely. Autumn. Mm-hmm. Pluck, pluck, yeah, pluck. and then uh, apparently, is- apparently Robert Redford was concerned. He had he had some concerns. Sure. Robert's such a he's were such a damaging the trees. He's he such a-, a thoughtful. They reflected uh, that what they were doing in this film and Faye Dunaway's photography and her character. Right, I was trying to understand. Mm. I like like I said just a few minutes ago, this movie um, talks a lot but doesn't really have much to say. And that's not a bad thing mm. in my opinion. Yeah. Well, um, this is, I mean, this is considered by, uh, you know, this is my first viewing, but I had heard of this film yeah, before. And uh, the last time I'd heard about it was when I heard that he, uh, Robert Redford's also in it, but the, uh, the winter soldier was, yes. was uh, an, an homage to this and other movies of its day, but that kind right. of seventies spy thriller stuff, uh, this movie is like a direct inspiration for the writing of, of, of an MCU film. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that they got him back to play ultimately a bad guy, spoilers, uh, right. is, is maybe even a sign of that. But um, it, it's, there's a thing in the seventies where spy thrillers had a certain vibe to them. And I think this maybe yeah. is the one with the most vibe. Like it's the closest <laughs> we've got. This, no, vibe, this thing is vibing of, hard. Of, of, mm-hmm. of all the ones we've seen, this one feels like with, the most 70s spy thriller with, that we've with, yeah. Right. Yeah, I sure. mean, all you got to do is look at uh, Side Out and go, okay, he's wearing a trench coat, those really large black rim glasses, <laughs> right. and a mustache, in the hat. He is, you know, he is 70s CIA operative gone rogue mm-hmm. or whatever. And you'll never, you'll never see a more good looking, maybe Sun, maybe Butch Cassidy in Sundance Kid, maybe, but you'll never see a better, oh. uh, a better looking uh, Robert looks- Redford. He looks so good here. He's so yummy. Look, I'm a dude and I like la- I like ladies, okay? I'm not a right. guy who who's With, who who is attracted we, to the male whatever, okay, generally speaking. But right. Robert Redford in his prime, good lord. I got to say Faye Dunaway also looking very attractive in this film. Not surprising that we have attractive people in movies, so don't don't flip out or nothing. But yeah, I thought Faye Dunaway <laughs> this is one of the more uh I, I'm going to say softer side to what she does. Usually she's very prickly and she's kind of prickly here, but she's also shows her vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, right. And I don't think I've really seen that in a Faye Dunaway movie personally. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she managed to stand out from the usual, you know, somehow. Yeah. And, and I mean, this is a, this is the work of filmmakers, right? It's not just an actress showing up, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and somehow being a standout, but yeah. great, what, great shots. 
what I couldn't believe, having not seen this yeah. movie, what I couldn't believe until I was halfway through it and I just suddenly realized, my gosh, stylists working with Brad Pitt yeah. have yeah. just ripped this off for Brad Pitt's entire career. Oh, yeah. Like right. they have just right. they have just done everything they can to make him if look I precisely could, and sound and walk exactly like this guy. Yeah. If I could feather yeah. my hair like he does in this film. I would be. So I would. Happy. I would have kept it if I could have feathered yeah. my hair like that. Yeah, yeah. yours. Yeah. Yours was so flat and long. That's why you shaved it, right? That was exactly. Was, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. just uh, you know too, too uh, you know too uh, luxurious and shiny <laughs> and full of body. Yeah, uh, just couldn't get it to uh, <laughs> couldn't get it to feather. Right, That's right. Funny. Pump this. What, one You're of the things I like about this movie, Sidney Pollock uh, directed it. Uh, he was he made a lot of great movies, uh, comedies, dramas, everything kind of mm-hmm. in between. But what I always liked about him was this guy was just as good an actor, maybe even better than he was a director. Every time he'd show right. up in something, even mm-hmm. shitty mm-hmm. stuff like I didn't like Eyes Wide Shut, but I love I liked him in it. Um, yeah. It was a small role, but anytime Sidney Pollack did a an acting job, I would go, "Ooh, more of this guy!" And then he would be yeah. too busy directing, so he's really not in that much stuff. But of as film sack films go. Uh, he's one of my favorite director who also acts, and I know there's a few yeah. of them. But this is our yeah, third. Yeah. This is our third Pollock directed film. We previously saw The Electric Horseman and The Firm. Hard to not think about The Electric Horseman several yeah. times in this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And uh, uh, we were talking about him acting. Eh, wow, it's a huge list. Yeah, <laughs> I can't a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Did we did we watch Talented Mr. Ripley or uh We have not for films. We have not. Okay. No, we should. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. we do that? We should do that. We did the firm. Yeah, he directed like- the firm. And I yep. think he was mm-hmm. in a part uh acted maybe in a bit of the firm. Um I gotta say though, for my money, uh, M. Night Shyamalan is the most f- fun. <laughs> Cameos. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you fun like him cameos? as a cameo? Yeah, they're, 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 just, they're right. just like they're so cheesy and in your face. It's more, like, you know, lots of times you're like, I feel yeah, like Hitchcock really oh, set Hitchcock. the bar high. Well, with like yeah, yeah but how many how many or... Hitchcock films we watched versus Shyamalan movies? Well, yeah. Yeah. I, and can we can we call what Quentin Tarantino does a cameo, or is it just he just is shoehorned himself into himself a movie? In movie. Yeah, a cameo. I don't know. He's only no. I don't think it's a cameo. I think cameo implies brief a, uh you know brief appearance brief uh, and not, unnecessary not meant to move, unnecessary. Right, not meant to move the, the plot forward at all yeah, yeah. And usually they, you don't notice it like in this one in pulp fiction in this one pollock walks by very quickly as they're walking home and right. says hello or something to her and and oh. and you don't even really see his face later he's on the phone you don't associate his voice with his face like he you would never go and then, oh. he's in the, and then he's in the cab yelling at him and uh i'm trying to find the quote because it's so you know it's like hey get out of the way it makes sense right and then he follows it up with something weird and i'm trying this to movie find has so much dialogue like i said yeah, it likes to I talk a lot and it's not really saying anything it's just a reflection of what was going on post very post not very that not very far removed from Watergate, right? When we all kind oh, of oh yeah, right. we were all in the middle mm, of that. Right. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick here, uh, but I found the clip. I'll just play it now. We'll play oh, it good. early. Okay. So here's him in the in the thing. For Christ's sake, what the hell are you doing, Mac? Do you sleeping at night? Will you? Do you sleeping Mac, at night? Do you sleeping you? at night? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Mac, Mac. No one calls anyone Mac, Mac anymore. No, bring no. it back. Can, bring back more Mac. Mac. Yeah, <laughs> bring it back to Mac. I'm, I'm into. I'm into it. Um, this is also known for being the first uh, 
the only feature film, not first, but first and only feature film to be filmed inside the World Trade Center. They had scenes in yeah. there that never that never happened before or after. Uh, yeah, and it feels yeah. uh, like I'm guessing really the only place they did any filming was in the lobby when he's kind of sneaking in and, and that sort of thing. Because the offices, there was no reason to do office shots in the world trade center yeah and, why and, would you or, like going up a bunch of floors and you know yeah, why would you want to deal with yeah, that for your production yeah. when that you seems... can create when you can create an office that looks however you want it to look in a on a sound stage yeah cliff cliff, uh, I, cliff robertson and his weird haircut up there man <laughs> I, I really got the feeling that Sidney pollock and the assistant director michael haley and just uh uh you know the cinematographer owen roisman really love new york city Oh, like yeah. you've got the, I just got that feeling mm-hmm. and that's a, that's not an easy thing to convey, right? Because you can so easily make me feel like New York city is dirty or ugly or what have you. Well, especially then, right? Cause then that, that's what we were all meant to believe in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, New York was a mess yeah. all the it time. It was almost the highest crime rate at that point, right? It was, if it wasn't there, it was getting close. Yeah. It was like, and so everything I ever saw is just like Randy's saying, it's like just dirty and grimy and awful and trash in the streets and just all that sort of thing. And this movie, this movie's not about that. This movie's more no. like, no, nah, it's all right. It's uh, you know, there's some we, intrigue and stuff, but it's not all dirty and gross here. By the way, we just saw an Owen Roisman uh, photographed film, uh, The Exorcist. And so, like, this does, I did actually think to myself, wow, this kind of looks like The Exorcist. I wonder if it's the same cinematography. It had a lot of Washington, D.C. shots in The Exorcist, right? Wasn't that the whole take? Had some here, too, as well? Uh, I mean, my my feeling was that uh, he was trying at the time to give you this sense of of less color when you're looking. like Because it somehow feels more real when there's less color does that make sense yeah. yeah that makes sense because life is uh not quite as colorful as the movies had moved to right we they, do it they so much more now everything yeah we, we do yeah. it so much more now we take uh you know especially deep blues darker blues and stuff and yeah. turn cities into you know a, a, a certain kind of hue just to create a, a vibe that the movie's going for and i think this movie right. did it with just less saturation yeah, agreed. And man, I loved Kathy's the character, Faye Dunaway's character's uh, place. Oh, her I mean, apartment I loved was that awesome, place. Dude. I wanted to live there. Oh, I'm like, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, but her mantelpiece sucked. That thing was falling apart. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Every time but that, that huge that ass lamp with the it. shade on it, man. Good lord, that's yeah. the biggest lamp I've seen in decades. <laughs> it's funny because I'm watching it going. Okay, a 60-inch flat screen would go right there. And, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about <laughs> all the modern shit you would do to it today, and there's none of that in there, of course. It's a dial-up right. phone and all that. But Yeah, imagine uh, how big your lamps can be if you don't have a big-screen TV. They can just be, you know, unlimited size. <laughs> do you can think, I, can I, can do I you get think, right to the trope alert? Well, let me ask oh, you this. Oh, sure. Let me ask you this before we get off that, because I want to ask you one thing about that director of photography. Do you think he walked on set, saw Max von Sydow, and went, Hey, you look 20 years younger. Because <laughs> the last time he saw him, he looked like, you know, wrinkly yeah. old fart uh, priest yeah. man. And it must have been a bit of a shock to the system. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Where are we going here with the trope? Oh, my gosh. We're in that apartment. Yeah. And we've got the, we got my Gross. favorite tropes ever. Where is it? There you go. Apparently, when, when you need it, you could just turn on the TV and the news is about you. 
Oh, oh, oh how yeah. great is that? Yeah. Right in, right into it. What time did you start? Six. Let's see what the first story is. Hot, right. not the weather, not the weather. Nope. It's me. You can, you can tune in at, at 617 and it'll be about right. you. You can tune in at 625 <laughs> and it'll be about you. Yeah. And there'll be at right. least 20 minutes of him shaking his arm after sleeping like that with the hostage nap. There's no way I could sleep like that with somebody <laughs> right. tied up. No way, man. Well, my favorite worst. one version of that trope too is when somebody says oh my god turn on your tv and and uh, jump to the news they're talking about you yeah. and it's the beginning of the news story about them like you right, know right, right. <laughs> they, they start the news story and they're restarting the news story uh once again we're looking for uh bill who's, who's loose on the streets and here's a picture of him mm. you know it's weird oh the god. movie is three days of the condor i just now yeah. saw this like just now the book's called six days of the condor we're yeah. missing three yeah they, days. they, they, they had a short longer they had a short <laughs> for the movie. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, I couldn't tell. I was like, oh, they must gonna have three additional days of the condor where they're ending this. Will they print it? Will <laughs> deluxe, they? Mm. deluxe edition is uh <laughs> right. an extra three days, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they uh they even had a sequel all lined up, but they couldn't get everybody into it uh for okay. timing and stuff. And by then Rob Redford was like being pulled four hundred different ways and they, they decided not to do it, but that's kind of a bummer. She so says, book? in fact, she even says, Faye Dunaway, that is, in her autobiography, she mentions that while she and Redford had a very good working relationship on set, the two actors did not speak much outside of scenes, as Redford used most of his free time prepping all the president's men. He had work to do uh, for the next year, man. He had stuff to get done. Yeah, he he like wow. he was serious. He like he was, uh, you know, he was taking this movie serious. Yeah. Like he was trying to get things done. Yeah. yeah. Getting shit next done. Next scene. Yeah, come on, let's keep it up, people. Let's keep it. Let's right. keep a nice pace. All right, I made the well, love. Let's go on like, to the next on. thing. Yeah, I can't afford to buy half of Utah if we don't hurry up and do this, mm. so I can buy it and call it a thing and have a ranch up there so big that four hundred people could live on it. All right, let's... is that what he did? Oh yeah, can, Sundance. Yeah, do you want to? You want to tell us more about that? Well, the whole um, Sundance no. thing is uh, obviously oh, infamous okay. around here. Yeah. The Sundance Film Festival is his. It's his baby. The whole thing started with him. He named that area. It's called Sundance after him, naming it after his character. And uh, he's a big time environmentalist, so he bought a ton of land and made it untouchable uh, in perpetuity. Like as he passes it down through his family and stuff, and as after he goes, he'll, hmm. he'll ensure I didn't know nobody can do anything. Yeah, it's a it's a big Seriously. whoop over there. But it's also yeah. made everything up there very expensive. It's where uh, Post Malone has one of his houses up there. Like a lot of rich people buy stuff up there, and it's pretty crazy. But it's up in the mountains, beautiful right. place. Sundance is gorgeous, but you know this film festivals. One of the, you know, top three film festivals in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all because Redford's a freaking psycho, man. He loves this stuff. He's into it. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We saw him at a, a um, Applebee's in Park City once. <laughs> really? No, no, yeah. no. Wait, wait, wait. You saw him at Applebee's or you think you saw him at no, Applebee's? No, we know we we know it was him. Oh, okay. We were 100% right. sure it was him. And it was just him and some dude chilling. Eating. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people who look like uh, Redford. That's got to be definitely got to be him. <laughs> he has a very specific look. And my favorite thing he ever did, I shouldn't say ever, because there's a lot of great work behind that guy. But I really, I mean, uh, Sneakers is my favorite movie he ever did. That's my favorite movie. But my really? favorite performance may have been this thing where he's stuck on that boat in the ocean and can't get home. Does anyone remember the name of this thing? Oh, yes. open Not open water. But um, yeah, it's a sailboat. Um, oh, Redford in a boat. 
Redford in a boat. Yeah, man, uh, I don't want, didn't want to have to look it up, and I'm after all it up. is lost. There it is. All, all is lost. Is lost yeah. 2013. It's, oh. not, it's not even that old. It's relatively recentish, uh-huh. and um, the movie's no unique in that there's very little dialogue. He doesn't really talk. He's by himself, um, and he's just trying to survive. And I was riveted, just completely, yeah. completely riveted by that movie. And he still looked great. Um, even then, and that would have been about the time I saw him was about 2013, 2014. And he, and the Applebee's he's even handsome now. Like he's, he's falling apart. He looks like his skin's about to slough <laughs> off to the side or whatever. It doesn't matter. He's still just like, it started a, with a compliment. He's just, right, it did. It really uh, did. It started and then it just slid right off his face. Just yeah, like the skin right off his face. But, <laughs> I just really like him. He's well, I want to, I want to yeah. tell you about my second Robert Redford film. My first, was the sting because my parents loved that movie they made me watch it it was like it was a thing for my parents and i think yeah. my, i think robert redford was my my mom's like oh, celebrity absolutely. crush How like could you everybody not? yeah and uh so i had to watch the sting i was forced to watch the sting and it was fine it's a good movie you're, you're better for it but mm-hmm. then but then guys tell me one of you had this experience mm-hmm. in high school where you were made to read and write a report on the most boring book for a high schooler <laughs> that ever existed. And so you managed to get a friend to get your hands on the film, the great Gatsby mm, and oh try yeah. to watch it instead of reading oh, yeah. the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're talking about the his, old great Gatsby. Take, you're not talking, uh, yeah. you're talking about yeah. the Robert Redford great Gatsby, not yes. the, uh, yeah. DiCaprio, right? Yeah. And not the, 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 there's right, a many the of them though. McGuire. So which, yeah. which so with that, not the 49 one, he would have been too young, right? Hold on. Right. Yeah. This is, this is Robert Redford as Jay Gatsby. And it had, I can't, uh, Mia Farrow, you know, Mia Farrow. Uh, yeah, that yeah, one. yeah. Okay. And uh, it is, it is not good. But again, <laughs> again. I watched it at school. I remember right, that. I'm yeah. comparing it to a book I didn't want to read, right? So like, right. sure, it was okay. Like, you know, at mm-hmm. least it, it was two hours and then you're done. At least I had to read words. God. Yeah. Bless nobody, America. No, it was that, that book specifically. And nowadays I'm like, what was wrong? What is wrong with, with teenagers? <laughs> the that, Great be such a short book too. Right. Nowadays I look at that book and I'm like, oh, is it really good. Oh yeah, I agree. I don't know why. Always, I, I've never looked at uh, looked at it, but uh, I've always assumed yeah. it to be huge, and I don't know why. No, it's because it know. has great in the title. You're thinking, oh Jesus, that's going to be so. Well, it just always, you know, always thought uh, F Scott Fitzgerald, <laughs> oh, <laughs> F that yeah. guy, uh, F that guy. They, used, they dropped the F bomb in this movie more than I thought would happen. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a oh a for a seventies film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. surprised yeah. me too. And it was him mostly. I think two oh. out of the three or four was him. And she and said, when Faye Dunaway says uh, a spy effer, I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> wow yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah mommy dearest slow down what are you doing right. <laughs> uh, i like i yeah. like how the character of turner was offended when she said that mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. this guy was this guy who reads fiction for a yeah. living and like translates and stuff he was offended when she yeah. called herself uh, a yeah. spy effort after having just effed the spy. It was so yeah. bizarre. Like the look on his face. I love that so much. It was yeah. a good scene. I forgot yeah. how many movies he directed. Well, he only did 10, but they're big ones for me. I think River Runs Through It and Quiz Show are two of my favorite old 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Love Quiz Show. My gosh, I could watch Quiz Show right now. That's such a no, great movie. No, don't do it. We're doing a podcast. Horse Whisperer is okay. <laughs> Legend of Bagger Vance is all right. But then there's a bunch of stuff none of us know about. Lions for Lambs. Don't know what that is. The Conspirator. Don't know company you keep don't know and that's it he stopped he's like i'm out 
I'm going to go make I'm going to go do, I'm going to go build something in the desert or wherever it is. Well, he was already okay. doing that. No, no desert. Okay. It's like snowy mountain. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know you that's all y'all it. have. You should you, yeah. <laughs> it's like extreme conditions. It's yeah. like here's right. an extreme condition. Yeah, we it's it really is something up there. We should go up there if we're ever together. Oh, up totally, there. that'd be fun. Let's do that. But uh, but uh, but of all his him. movies, and I know I I know I said sneakers is my favorite, but The Natural holds a special little spot in my heart. Just a little. This bit may of be thing. my favorite red for movie now. This one I'm right here, Three Days of the Condor. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right, I you kinda, could use another three days, six days. I kind of, I can, I kind of liked it. I remember really liking Electric Horseman. I need to revisit that. I wonder how yeah. how much I like it. Yeah, we. I mean, that's what now. Five, probably five years since we saw that or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I felt like, like I felt, I, I remember feeling, nah, meh. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't leave me with a lot of fond memories. I don't want to say like I didn't like it, but you know, you think about that movie. It's like, oh yeah, I remember him walking off into the, into the distance on his, uh, on his all horse. I can remember, yeah. All I can remember is a lit, a uh, Christmas tree lit up horse. That's all uh, with a guy with a yeah, right, Christmas exactly. tree suit with on. That's the, all the I remember. Namesake, the namesake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want I want you to know. Good luck remembering anything uh, really specific about this movie in the future. Yeah, it it is uh, really dense, and the actual plot is all off screen stuff. Like you're hearing the descriptions of uh, subterfuge, (laughs) and that's it. And it's like it 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 buzzes right past you really really fast. Ultimately, someone was trying to start a war, and. Uh, it, uh, you know, justify the U.S. military invading the middle, or maybe the, just the CIA mm-hmm. going to the Middle East. I don't know. It's that kind of story. And yeah, really, they, what came, what I came away from this movie with is the story of Turner and Kathy. Like those, those two characters are so much more interesting yeah. to me than everything happening around uh, Cliff Robertson and Max von Sydow. And and all of that was intentional. I've, I've read some interviews with uh with, with the director and uh, also Robert Redford, and they were all talking about people want to ascribe all of this political meaning to it, and they're like, no, this is just our reaction to how everybody was feeling confused after Watergate, and you know, it just they just like I don't even know. You know, what, what is even, what are institutions? Can we even trust the press? They yeah. even kind of leave it, it was like a that. Pivot, it was a real pivot point for everybody. I think collectively yeah. people are like, whoa, wait a minute. I can't trust the government because I, I didn't realize they were up to this kind of shit. And even if they've been up to that stuff since the beginning, it didn't matter. You were kind of naive until then. And then you weren't. And the movie really plays on that well. And I, I think some modern examples or more modern examples of it are also excellent. Do we even have the Bourne movies or the Bourne books Oh, this, without that's this? what I kept thinking. I was like, holy shit, this is – he is – the born identity kind of he has yeah. his memory he does, yeah, he's it. not he's not hyper trained in, in you know fisticuffs or any of that but he's Obviously. he's he's got the whole i don't know what's going on things are happening in dark secluded places that no one knows yeah. about and then what's that will smith gene hackman thing um uh, enemy of the state uh, enemy, enemy of the state enemy same state. deal yeah. like these do those mm-hmm. movies i mean maybe they exist but do they exist yeah. in my head the way they would if it wasn't for films like this i Probably think not. they're strongly influenced right. by this movie this may not have been the first but it was certainly a huge influence going yeah. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did really well. It, uh, it was up for an Oscar for, um, a couple things. One of them was editing, but it lost to jaws. Jaws. Oh, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. That's, that's what jaws is essentially known for. It's that's like a hard oh, yeah. year, dude. Yeah. That's like having Shawshank, Forrest Gump and, uh, uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction the same year. We're like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you yeah. pick? Oh no. They're all so I, good. I couldn't help wondering while watching this movie, if, Cormac McCarthy 
drew some of his villain from Anton Chigurh with glasses here. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. dude. Um, That's cool. Which which actually is a bad thing. It's like my biggest complaint about the movie, hmm. that it establishes this real interesting villain. And then when it finally, like, they, they keep coming together. Max von Sydow and, and Robert Redford keep coming together, and Robert Redford escapes. They come together, Robert Redford escapes. And then, and then finally, Max von Sydow catches him. Yeah. And then... Uh no, different story. Oh well, aren't you going to kill me? Nah, I'm not. I, I'm not doing that now. That's mm. not under contract for that right now. I'm good. Yeah, yeah it just felt that uh, felt a little bit too. Uh, you know, almost Deus as Machina. Maybe, like maybe, yeah. but if he would have, yeah. if it would have ended in the typical fisticuffs, gun shooty, he finally dies and falls over the edge of a building. I would have also been a little annoyed because that's what all mm. of these do. They all do, right? Man. And and yeah, like all of a sudden, the guy who's only reading books all of a sudden is like this. Uh, you don't want to have him at the end. All of a sudden, become super fighter kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah. would have. That would have. I, I, I get what you're worse. what you're saying, but I yeah. I feel like I feel Randy like it would have been. It was it was a fizzle. Like it did end it was, with like a. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I don't need to kill you now. Because oh, it oh, wasn't just thanks. it wasn't just that turnabout. <laughs> it was also. Uh, and can I give you a ride to the train station? Yeah. All yeah. Right, let's yeah. hop in. Right. Let's go. Right. But I like that because <laughs> they were. But you were still going. I don't know, man. I don't know. Can I trust anybody right now? Mm. Maybe I can't. Maybe I can't. Yeah. I don't know. It's you know what? This, trust. this reminded me of another side out movie that Brian Dunaway loves and watches almost weekly. I think uh, <laughs> uh, it's a movie called Minority Report. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole, I was really hope you're going to say Flash Gordon. Where, <laughs> I can Flash Gordon. Both. Where I, they, I just, you know. Oh, speaking of which, by watch. the way, every so this has four. All, all of the leading actors in this movie have won Oscars with one exception. And that's Max von Sydow. He nominated oh, twice, really? wow. never, never won. I think he won an Emmy though for uh, Game of Thrones, didn't he? For that weird Served. tree man Deserved. he was, or whatever his deal was. Anyway, uh, but yeah, everybody else: Faye Dunaway, uh, this, uh, him. Uh, I think Robertson won something. Uh, John Houseman has an Oscar. Yeah, yeah, for that great Poupon commercial. <laughs> he earned it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Earned, oh, that's right. earned it. <laughs> it's not great Poupon, is it? It's, it's not, not. No, it's, it's not. not it's not. But, it's, hold on. but it is but it is hoity-toity rich like, <laughs> it's it's easy to like lump all those into one yeah wait who did now i'm confused who did who? it was uh it was a investment firm uh yeah, smith yeah. barney yeah smith you barney but who did it. but who did the he ruined it who did the there mustard was no, one there was no particular person with the great poupon it wasn't like a no, famous no. actor okay no. there was but some. you know you had your you had your uh uh, what's his face? Rosebud with the uh, Palmasan. Sell no wine before it's time. Uh, mm, yeah, Wells. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking oh of a. Com- he did a. Uh, Richard Mailer did a commercial once. He was sort of an actor. All right, never mind. He was okay. sort of an actor. And then who's Love the uh, the other the other one I li- uh, lump into that same category is the Intellivision guy. And I can't remember what his name was, uh, <laughs> but it was the the uh, skinny old British guy who's like. Uh, Television is a very yeah. good game system for your home or whatever. <laughs> who wanted more? I don't know, but who wanted more story of uh, the wheelchair bound uh, operator? I just oh, like, oh, right. The guy just yeah. answering the phone in front of the giant map. Yeah. yeah. I want to know what yeah, I want to know more about that, him. All of that stuff felt very like where they were meeting and, the, and, and while the colors yes. were very 1970s. It felt yeah. like uh, the most fakish fake fake of it all. It felt fakes. like uh, uh, how we I were, learned to stop loving the Doctor Strange love. Very that's Doctor Strange. Perfect. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. but you know, most of that technology was still fairly 
new, especially in in that type of deployment. And so it was that especially for us. That especially came home to me when he goes into a hotel switchboard room and yeah. is and is a good thing he happens to be a telephone genius. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what he did in the in the core, yeah. right? That's, right? That was yeah. his whole he thing. Was, yeah, he was. They they trained him how to switch phones, and he's gonna and use it. You went to ask uh, what to ask the operator for for a CNA. Yeah. Right? But yeah, that yeah. uh, that room f- was probably quite real, right? They probably just went to. A phone company, sure. <laughs> right? And sure. filmed in a room with that stuff, and they told him, "Pinch this, take that off." Mm-hmm. And and like so, then when you jump back to the CIA, yeah, talking about the Faye Dunaway, right, 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 right. right. I knew it. I knew it. Room. Pinch yeah. this yeah. and Good. take that off. Nice. <laughs> anyway, you want to see my photos? I'm not showing anybody. It's pictures of my butthole. You want to see them? <laughs> you I, we we all know uh, each other well enough for that yet. Yeah. We we never we never found out that mystery. We're gonna always wonder, no. but we all. Yeah. agree right? right that what they were really talking about is her own first person vantage point on her pudendum it had to be it had to be something <laughs> was, like that i was thinking yeah. some sort of nudity but i wasn't quite thinking that uh that yeah. specific yeah not pudendum not exactly <laughs> that. Not pudendum. Right. i do love that word though yeah uh that's the thing in the back of a book right that yeah tells it's you the pudendum the things, yeah it yeah, says okay. it says okay by the way this book you read uh here are the sources mm-hmm. uh, here's uh yeah that's totally it Tell your, you know what, kids? Tell your parents you learned what a pudendum is today. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll, then they'll wash your mouth out with soap. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Next yeah. time you go to the library, just go up to the front desk and say, "I'd like, a, I'd like a book with a pudendum in it." I'd like <laughs> to see, I'd like to see your pudendum. Like yeah, to see yeah. your pudendum, please. Thank y'all. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Uh, by the Show way, me this, your this was also uh, notably the last Paramount film to regularly use the 1953 Canyon logo. Uh, now there are some later movies though. Uh, Indiana Jones series uses it because they yeah, want to have that yeah, retro sure. feel. A few others like that that are set in some older time, but uh, this was your last chance to see the and non uh, mountain thing. And so. it's the best when Indiana Jones uses it, and it just connects right into the uh, the the first thing you see in the yeah, film. Yeah, whether it's the gong that's or the first the time I recognized that was how you could do something and love it ever since. Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, and I like I'm a big movie logo fan. Not just yeah. the not just the the studios, but like production companies. Anytime Ridley Scott Scott Free thing comes up, where the guys chasing the oh, crow yeah. through the mm-hmm. through the dark, mm-hmm. that weird animation, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah, the um, w- watercolory looking smeary. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about the one we hate though, the one with the arrow that goes through all the. Yes, it, yeah. the perspective screws me up. I spend the first part of the film not paying attention to the movie because I'm still thinking about that the perspective on that damn arrow. Right. I need to change Hilarious. that shit. It's terrible. It's freaking bad. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, was the, oh, I was also going to say that Cliff Robertson, our our future Uncle Ben, yeah. uh, was in both the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits. Oh, oh really? Both? Hey, he's tied so, like, the universes he, together okay, then, eh? Okay. Yeah. He was. I saw the Outer Limits episode. I actually saw recently. I don't know which Twilight Zone he's in, but um, he's a uh, he did a lot of stuff. He was in a lot of old fifties oh, yeah. beach movies. He was like kind of a heartthrob back then. And oh god, yeah. yeah. Oh, please yeah, tell me we're really never going to watch any beach movies, right? We're, we're just not going. We're just going to pretend. <laughs> oh, like those we have exist, to watch right? one. I feel like we've got to watch one because I've never seen any of like Beach Blanket Bingo and Finicello and Frankie Avalon. We've got to. I've seen them yeah, come on, and then I see me get up and turn the channel. Yeah, you see, that. you've seen <laughs> that. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Ibit. I think maybe get one under the belt to say that we touched the genre and moved on. Yeah, just yeah. to check, check it off the list. Let's make it part of our hot action uh, blanket summer. You don't have to taste everything in the buffet, you know? I'm just yes, saying. We do. You don't have yes, to. We I've, do. got, uh, I've got Gidget on our watch list. I mean, you can just eat those. Goes, or is it just plain Gidget? Or is it Gidget, Gidget just goes the movie Gidget. Okay. I mean, uh, there are, know, listen to these energy. characters in that Beach Blanket movie that you just mentioned. Listen to the names of these people. Of course, you have Frankie <laughs> and Dee Dee. They're the main ones. But you have Eric Von Zipper. You got <laughs> you got a guy named Bonehead. Uh, South Dakota Slim. Sugar Cane. Big Drop. by Don, Don Rickles plays Big Drop. Paul yeah, Lind is yeah. in it. He plays someone named Bullets. Paul okay. Lind? Yeah, no come way, on. See? Come on. We got to watch this. Uh, uh, and apparently, kicking and, and screaming is how I will go. You know what? But I uh, will go. Either this or we watch. I will uh, go. The, from Justin to Kelly. Uh, the, Ooh, the, I'd actually <laughs> like to watch that. Please. <laughs> Shut up. Really? The, it's like their version of that whole, the whole beach yeah, movie yeah. with the, the runner up and winner yeah. of American Idol. Uh, but problem, you know, none of these are reviewed well. They're all like five, 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 four. Uh, they're they're yeah. all Frankie Avalon. Beach Blanket Bingo, Beach Party, and Bikini Beach are all Frankie Avalon. Was Annette Funicello also part of those? She's in there, right? Looks like I only I will only watch mm. one of them if you can find a way that one of them is a spy. <laughs> <laughs> this is just your really? way of bringing the okay. story back to the. Yeah, uh, I want I want the yeah. B story to involve a comic relief that is a spy. I, I'll you know what? That doesn't sound that far fetched. That sounds like something they yeah. might do. I think you want from here to eternity, and I would sack that. I wouldn't <laughs> no, mind sacking it. I feel like we should. That's a classic, and I'm yeah. ashamed to say I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Just seeing that one scene of them rolling around on the beach having sex with the seaweed. Yeah. Which is which is I now don't think called they're having sex with the seaweed. <laughs> that, that, spot, that spot is literally called From Here to Eternity Beach now. Really? Like, oh, is it really? For like 40 oh, years. Good of Lord. course it is. Yeah. Good Lord. Right. Let's not name things after movies. But, but, uh, can I can I just uh, run down something about Cliff Robertson real quick? Do it. Sure. Since we're since we just got there. Um did you know? That he was like involved in a massive scandal no, in Hollywood. No, no, no. He, Hollywood scandal. Tell me more. Right, <laughs> two words. I can't believe you put together. What? <laughs> so it was called the Columbia Pictures scandal, and in 1977. So this is like two years after this movie. Um, he came across a check to himself that Ooh. had a forged signature on it. And it was for work he hadn't performed. So he started uh, asking around and he ended up getting uh, someone like the FBI involved. Oh, geez. And it turned out that the head of Columbia Pictures had been using forgeries to do embezzlement. Mm -hmm. And then he uh, ends up getting convicted. That head of of Columbia Pictures gets convicted and fired. And uh, there was all this pressure on Robertson to keep quiet. And he refused. He and his wife spoke to the press when they were asked by Columbia Pictures not to. And as a result, all of Hollywood blacklisted him for like yeah. five years. Wow. Oh, wow. Huh. You know what? With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> let, let me tell you, there's something we all know about Hollywood. There is some very creative financial stuff every time. It's like, oh, our movie didn't make any money. 
Uh, I didn't make any. We, we took a loss. Sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Making up numbers. All right. Number sure. Maker but I don't know. Whatever Ishtar. Yeah. When they right. uh, cook in your books versus, well, cooking your books is also illegal, but t- doing stuff that just sort of says, well, we shifted A to B. So it looks like we did this or yeah. made money or didn't make money. None of that's a lot right. of that. It's I should say isn't checks. illegal, but doing, <laughs> right. doing for straight up forgery. I mean, I'm glad they got, I'm glad busted. checks are almost a thing of the past. Checks caused a lot of problems. No, no, checks mm-hmm. are the worst, dude. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, can we be done from now on? Be done with checks yeah. forever? Yeah. That'd be great. I'm, I'm happy to let those those lie. Check. Let them die. Uh, so, yeah, put it on our future list. Beach blanket bingo. All right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, let's Thanks, do... Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, I don't I don't like the... Um, uh, oh, we. I'm sorry. We have a dual MCU uh, connection here. Oh, okay. Uncle, Obviously, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben is now considered part of the MCU because of the flashback stuff they did in the last one, right? Sure, sure. And so that make makes it official, not just Sony's thing. A and cannon then, point or whatever they called it. Yeah. Nexus event. A cannon Nexus event. event. Nexus event. A there you go. Cannon point. And then Redford uh, was in uh, the the Winter Soldier. Sure. So you got yep. you got two MCUers in here. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's yeah, not bad. For, for an older movie. Like, you know, new movies, it's very easy to say, oh, yeah, well, here's, you know, Thanos and his girlfriend, Scarlet Witch, and they're doing it while Nick Fury tries to kill him kind of thing. I'm describing the remake of Old Boy, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> but but for older movies, it's uh, yeah, a lot more difficult. And I also, when the the scene came up with Max Max Black, Max von Sydow uh, doing minis, I thought of you because I thought, well, is this okay. going to inspire you oh, to like I get your know. minis done? Or you know, yeah, he basically made me feel guilty for not painting my <laughs> minis. Like sitting there with his uh, with the glasses and then the little clip on extra magnifier on the glasses. Right. Like, right. oh, do I need one of Dude. those now? Yeah. And that was really stylish looking too. It wasn't like a piece of crap. That was like a yeah, a little yeah. cyberpunky, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. His uh, blue. By by the way, Side Out does not get this mentioned about his career or himself ever, but he has. Uh, insane blue eyes. Oh yeah, crazy oh, blue yeah, eyes. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Like it for a yeah. minute there, I was like, boy, put those inside of the head of Robert Redford, and, and then we'll destroy all men. Like, let's right. let's do it because holy crap, they were piercing. Couldn't believe it. I don't even know. I don't think I've ever noticed it. I've seen him in a million things. Yeah, I never yeah. once What's went. Those oh, big, those big Coke bottle glasses he got on this time around. Oh, maybe those. Yeah, they may have amplified yeah. it a little yeah. bit. Well, but, look uh, at him. Still. Still handsome. Still, <laughs> still works. I mean, he's, he, let me, okay, look, he's handsome, but he's not, I can take somebody at gunpoint and then have normal sex with them handsome, right? He's not no. that. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that is problematic regardless of the decade, regardless of the film. <laughs> that kind of stuff just sadly doesn't hold up. No. And, and everything the, about that thing, just, I could never accept it. Like yeah, I wanted yeah. to, because the both the leads are acting great. I thought this is one yeah. of my favorite act, acting jobs that she's ever done. I don't normally gravitate toward her work, but I thought she was awesome in this, oh, so and cool. I really yeah. liked him in this. But this weird, impossible relationship that happens within the three days of the Condor, <laughs> right? And all the script needs to do is cause her to be the more more of the pursuer when as she's falling in love with him. Like you can you can have her be enthusiastically consenting to this, you know, right. By having him 
uh, trying to basically trying to get away from her, like him being yeah. apologetic and saying, you know, I've got to go. I, I really like you, but I can't, you know, like this. Is, and then having her like pull him back into the apartment or whatever. Like, I there guess are so. Ways. But if you're going to tie her to a toilet for 22 hours. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. Right. Nothing yes, makes yeah. me well, hornier than being tied to a toilet. And let's go to the hours. other side of things. I mean, <laughs> something was definitely going on with with he and his coworker. Right. So. Oh, yeah. He just finds her dead well, hours ago. Yeah. And he's like hooking up with Faye Dunaway. Yeah. <laughs> There's not that, you know, all of this is people really kind of do some of these things, but not to this extreme. And, you know, we were yeah. probably still fascinated with the idea of a hostage because we were, you know, we were really getting introduced as a society of, of hostages becoming sympathetic uh, to, to their the, captors. So a lot right, of stuff was Stockholm going on in her head. Thing, that time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think the, I think once you do the sex scene, it's like, okay, you've, now we now we're talking about stuff we think about in modern terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it was also a little that. saucy for what I was used to from the seventies. You know, I couldn't figure out that sex scene. That sex scene was so interesting because they're trying to portray <laughs> this confusion and portray, you know, uh, well, yeah, I want this, but no, I don't. Should I be doing this? Like my boyfriend's waiting on me up in the, you know, in the Catskills right. or wherever right. he's at. And it's yeah, I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was really effective. Because I just felt it, like she she was confused, right? And so in the end, you're supposed to wonder: Are they going to get back together? Like, is she yeah, is she yeah. going to? But like, you're you're left with this shot of his face, and of course he's he's looking back at the guy he just kind of hoodwinked, and this was really clever and fun. But you're supposed to also be thinking: Now is the girl? Is she glad to be away to have gotten away yeah. or is or is this she was, on her way back to him? This and was it's really Casablanca. hard to enjoy that question, right? right. When yeah. the how they came together is so, you know, fraught with violence. This was that Casablanca moment, right? It was like uh it's you know, he's he's standing, he's got to leave. I can't say I can't say goodbye, but I got to. But with Casablanca, she makes a decision. You know, yeah. in this movie, you, sh- you don't know. You you you're supposed to wonder, right? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, obviously he leaves at the end, and one assumes right. he's off to see her again because he's now controlling right. the narrative. He's not leaving New York. He's you know whatever. But then yeah. I guess that's what it's that's what a non-existence uh, sequels for, which never happened. I right. I hope Kathy <laughs> I hope Kathy ran away and never looked back. I. I hope she's happy out there with her boyfriend that she cheated on. Yeah. Yeah. I thought her name was Kathy too. Just the, just the most, no offense to Kathy's. I love Kathy's. Right. I had several Kathy's in my family, but I just can't think of a more, it'd be like having somebody be a Brian in a movie. It's just. Right. It's not a uh, super exotic, exotic name. No. It's right. A, you can hey. trust a Kathy, but. Uh, yeah. You can trust a Kathy. Oh, you can trust <laughs> a Kathy, man. But I worry because the way they portrayed her character that if she ran away, like Randy said, she crossed the street too early, a car runs her over, and then within four hours, she's having sex with the owner of that car. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It feels like it was just like, uh, whatever I can get, I'll get it. Yeah. Yeah, It's every every Hallmark uh, Christmas movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Man, if one of those ever had an actual love scene, I would lose my mind. That would be so fun. The, the, well, no, there's a Lifetime one. We talked about this, didn't we? That uh, Lifetime has its own, like, there's a a new Lifetime, Christmas Lifetime movie with a, uh, it must be a new with one. a sex scene. Yeah, must it's brand new. There's, like, a lot of... Uh, uh, They're trying something new. They really are, because there is, I mean, that's what makes it unique, because there is a vast catalog of zero, 
sexual anything in any of yeah. those movies. It's usually just she's from the big city. He's it's a called, guy uh, owns a tree store. Blah blah blah. He's stayed at home. He's yeah, it's he's called, secure and safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, a cowboy Christmas romance, and it's the first sex scene Yeehaw. in a lifetime Christmas movie. Oh, wow. Subtitled "Yeehaw," right? Yeehaw, exactly. Yeah, uh, I may not be able to handle seeing that because it's. Just- I'd love to. Oh, here we go. Uh, Adam Sen as the hunky rancher who catches Kramer's eye when she returns to her hometown to secure a real estate deal. Oh my god! <laughs> you got my romance novel mixed in with your Christmas movie. <laughs> no, so really. So what they did—they didn't do anything else new. They just added no, a sex no. scene. Okay, exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know. Right. You know when you're when you're experimenting, you just change one little thing to yeah. see what happens. You don't change everything. That's true. You got to work your way up. Eventually, there'll be horror movies and who knows what. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. Oh, a lifetime horror movie. That'd be great. I'd be into it. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, All right. Anything else before we move to the uh, to the clips today? (laughs) Look at my notes. Uh, Oh, yeah. The porn porn music. I'm guessing you'd have some of that. Oh, uh, the horn music. Hell the yeah. horn porn music is horn amazing. Music. You knew what you were about to watch. It's yep. like, thank you, movie, for yep. letting me know what I'm about to watch. Uh, yep. I call Ice Bullets bullshit. Yep. I think yeah, that yeah. Uh, Ice Bullet wouldn't be able to... It would probably break the skin, but it probably... That's just, part of the conspiracies that we're going about. The conspiracy. Yeah, yeah but I, think, I feel like Mythbusters did one on that, and it yeah. didn't work at all. Like, it doesn't even leave the chamber. Now that, now that we know, like at the in that moment in the very first scene, you don't know what in the world they're doing. What do, what do they do yeah. there? What are they talking about? Looking back, were they actually just talking about a work of fiction when that with the Ice Bullet thing? Um, were they, I were they just, no, he I was think, listening in on another story going on. I didn't have the yeah, nerve thought, to go back and watch it. I thought again. they were saying, we don't know how it could have happened. Da, 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 and there was no bullet or casing found at the scene. And then he's in the other room listening. He says, bullets made of ice. They pour the ice into the thing for right, pour the but, water, freeze it. and." But they study a bunch of, uh, they've studied novels. Mm-hmm. And like, so I'm like. Oh, so now, maybe it's like a Dashiell Hammett thing or something. Yeah, like that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Is that is that just them talking about fiction? Because well, they were the know. idea was that there is real spy shit hidden in the fiction. That's what they're looking for. Right. Right. Because right, right. they're like, wait, why is this book suddenly in fourteen languages and nobody bought it? And then that's a red flag. So then they dig deeper and find out, oh, the prose on this chapter is actually instructional on how to kill the prime minister or whatever. And, and you, do you see the look on my face when they end up saying it was about oil? I was like oh, shocked. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a shock that it was yeah. a mid seventies movie about intrigue and espionage in oil. Yeah, oil. get out! I yeah. can't believe it. Well, it's because we were you know well, smack well, in the prices. middle of the oil prices yeah. and we're yeah, having yeah, those shorts. No brainer. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Rip from them days headlines. Yep. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more 
and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, all right, well, let's do some actual clips now. Uh, we have a few here, and uh, we have more than a few. We have a handful. Let's call it a handful. Okay. Let's start with this one, that freaking printer in the early scenes. Oh, I hated this thing. I love it. I hated it. It went on forever. I've gone home. I hated it. It was like, that's Love not it. even 24 uh, pin. It was like some kind of shit, shit pin. <laughs> no, but it had to be loud enough that she wouldn't hear all the gunfire going on. And, and, uh, uh they okay. had silencers, I thought, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was still screaming. And, hey, what are you doing in here? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, let's talk about it. Wait, let's talk. Yeah. That would have been me. That's out of everybody that was in there. That would be me. Wait, wait, let's talk. Wait a minute. But now that you say it, I get it that she couldn't hear it, so therefore she didn't react. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, any of you ever have a job where a machine makes a loud oh, yeah. buzzing? Oh, yeah. Yes. You go home, it's you hear like, it all night. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's the worst thing. It's like torture. I worked at a press mm-hmm. for a while that did printing, book printing, and um, that the sound of that machine, uh, even now I can kind of conjure it. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's not good for you. Wear, head, or wear uh, earplugs, everybody, or at least yeah. you know, noise-canceling headphones. We live in the future. Do that. I worked in a laboratory with all these spectrometers, and they all buzzed. And I can wow. I can still kind of hear it just yeah. because it was not it was nonstop. They never stopped running. Yeah, it imprints in your head. I don't know how that actually works, but it does. You're right. Uh, all right, here's Biggins holding the baby. I just thought this was a weird thing. Biggins, deputy director, I'm holding the baby. Go ahead. I loved all their code talk. <laughs> yeah, it's so much code Biggins talk. with the baby. Yeah. It's like, ah, the package didn't get delivered. Uh, well, we didn't right. have a signature for was it. There it's there like, a, was oh, there a return address? Is it still in New York? It's like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> I love that. I'm sure some of that goes on. Like, that's that, yeah. that's that's feasible to think that even, even in modern times, if you're going to have clandestine conversations over over uh, monitored you know phone ways you would uh-huh. you would talk in code you know so why not yeah. but i just don't understand i'm holding the baby what does that have to do with the rest of your package talk <laughs> right uh, the biggins here i'm holding the baby <laughs> weird oh well, sorry i'll call back later oh it's code word oh here's how you know it I took place it. at christmas here's this, this is a very thinking moment where he's eating a pretzel That siren made my dog. I almost could hear somebody yeah. in the background. So I was going, <laughs> almost like somebody was making noises. Well, like I that. did it. I don't know if that maybe that's. Oh, what is that you? Okay, me. yeah. Uh, okay, this is Brian Ibbett. Uh, <laughs> well, it's your date to Brian about not using her real name. She couldn't understand. All right, and she also had a very manly voice, which I think is weird. But whatever, you can explain. Here, here's the clip. How come I need a code name and you don't? Yeah, she seemed real like that's true. Yeah, very she's cagey uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the last time I ever saw Parakeet. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh shit! All right, moving on. How about that? Oh, we did this already, but here it is again. F- the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, f that thing. Totally true. F that yeah. national rag. Um, what? Oh, he reads for evasive moves. Where did he learn evasive moves? He reads. Yeah, he reads for them. <laughs> That's how he learned his evasive moves. He reads everything. He reads everything. 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 That's why he's so damn smart. We That's can't right. catch him. That's right. He's a reader. Here is John Houseman uh, earning it. It's very well executed. Which requires planning, communications, tracks. I'm not asking for footprints, a blade of grass, a broken twig, something disturbed. Yes, sir. Jeez. All right. Yeah, something I, there. 
I feel like they just wanted him talking. Like they yeah. just want, oh, we've got this actor with this voice. We just need him talking. It doesn't matter what he says. Yeah, no, it's true. They certainly didn't use him for a whole lot else. No. So, yeah. Yeah. John Houseman. Let's see. Uh, where is he from? Uh, okay. All right. Uh, you're going to guess where he's from. And then uh, I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. I'm going to be wrong. I'm sure. Um, he sounds like he may be British, but it's also very transatlantic. So. I'm going to split between possibly British, maybe American. Where is he from? So technically, he's Romanian. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Would not have his, guessed that at all. <laughs> his parents were Welsh and Irish, and they were in Romania when he was born. So they uh, raised him in England. Wow. And uh, it looks like... Uh, you know, sort of like north of London, but not North England, just like on the north side of London. Mm. Okay. Looks like he died 86 or 88, but how old is he? Oh, 86. So he'd have been early 1900s born. Two years before he made this film, apparently. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1902? Oh, no, it's about 10 years. At, no, 12, four, he died 14 years after yeah. this movie. So he's he's early 70s making this movie. And feels it feels right, yeah. but Redford and Dunaway are thirty eight and thirty four. Who's thirty four? Dunaway is thirty. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's thirty four. Robert Redford's thirty eight. And I just can't. I can't square that. It. I never once felt like this is a thirty eight year old talking to a thirty four year old. Well, good. The never good news once. is Faye Dunaway is nearly John Houseman's age now. So there's that. Good. Time and and she's still living. Yeah, she's okay. still with us. Still with us. Faye Dunaway's still uh, around. Uh, Robert Redford, of course, still here. Uh, I know Max von Sydow uh, died early on in the pandemic. We're not saying from what. No. And uh, I know that because we looked him up a few weeks ago. But uh, gosh, you'd think most of these people would be uh, <laughs> out of business, right? Like this uh, is, yeah. this I is think now a 50-year-old movie. Von Sydow may have just died from being 90. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was 90. I don't, I don't think he's one of those guys I have to look at and go, what happened to you during the pandemic? Well, I turned. Yeah. It's just, he happened to die yeah. early in the pandemic. Yeah. He just got cooler and cooler. You know, I know we've talked about him lately in fond terms, but I think Max, Max von Sydow is one of the weirdest, coolest looking actors of all time. I agree. Yeah. Uh, his name in we, Game of Thrones was Three-Eyed Raven. Sorry, I always forgot the name. Yeah. If yeah. we can ever sack Shutter Island. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Shit. yeah. Okay. Let's do oh, we it. We did the, the island. We did the not Shutter yeah, Island. not Shutter yeah. Island. Correct. Shutter Island is the only Scorsese movie I've never seen. Oh, really? So we need All to right. do it. Let's do it. We definitely need to watch that then. Yeah. Oh, well, that and the new one. I haven't seen it yet, but. I will when it comes. I'll home. bet I've got one more Fantasy that you haven't Island? seen, and it'll be in my uh, it'll be in my December uh, bonus episode. Oh, is oh, it? Oh, uh, it's not the Liam Neeson uh, priest one, is it? Not the old priesty no, uh, thing. Okay, nope. I saw that. Uh, this what? is our this is our twelfth Von Sydow film that we've sacked, and twelve is holy shit. He is yeah, he is rapidly wow. approaching like Sylvester Stallone status. That's crazy. <laughs> Can you name the twelve easily? Oh yeah. Conan the Conan the Barbarian. Okay. Dreamscape. Dune. Uh-huh. Flash Gordon. Okay. Flash Gordon. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah. Judge Dredd. Okay. Minority Report. Remember that? Right, right. Uh bit role in The Force Awakens, which we sacked when it came uh-huh. out. Yeah. Uh Strange Brew. Okay. The Exorcist a month ago. 
and then also Ice Pirates. He was in the Ice Pirates. Oh, oh my gosh, right. dude. Forgot half of that. And Strange Brew, I shouldn't forget. I made a gif out of him shutting that beer hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I totally forgot about Strange Brew. Yeah. yeah. He's like the big baddie in that. What a what a career. Well, so you did take, so he, what a career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would take whatever role. I mean, when you're when you find yourself in Dune and Judge Dredd and <laughs> like he'll he'll do whatever. Yeah, he's down to Guess clown. what? Yeah. Guess what? He's an actor. Yeah. That's yeah. what you do. Yeah. You pay the bills. It's what you yeah. do. Yeah, pay the bills. Yeah. Uh here's here's John Houseman pronouncing this wrong. Homosexual. Homosexual. <laughs> homosexual. Uh-huh. I thought he said I'm a sexual. Okay, I didn't know he was saying homosexual. No. <laughs> it did sound like that at first. He yeah. wanted to find out if Redford's character. He's they were trying to find out dirt on him, and of course in the seventies oh, that would have been considered dirt. So, uh, here's some top shelf acting. Fifteen and a half, thirty-four. I dig 15 and a half 34s. What size are you? What are you, a clown? I'm scared. So am I. What are you scared for? You've got the gun. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, those two. Some angry. Are you, a think. clown? Yeah. Uh, you could just see the chemistry uh, right from that point. Yeah. 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 Uh, great Faye Dunaway bonk sound. So when they're wrestling and he's trying to get her strapped to the toilet, this is the sound she makes. <laughs> I like that. It's a good one. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a real weird one. It was all done in post, you could tell, but I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> Anyway, uh, here's happy birthday to grandpa. Whoops, where is it? Happy birthday to grandpa. All right. The reason I played that. What a weird cameo for that kid just getting on elevator for no reason. What the hell so ever. Nobody asked me what grossed me out today because nothing really is gross, so I don't blame you. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. So I'll tell you what grossed me out. That guy pushing all the buttons. F that guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate that. People that get in elevators and just go. If you're not three, then you're. I'm, or you're or dead Buddy the Elf. Yeah, or Buddy the Elf. Right. That's fine. Someone just, with the mental capacity of three, which I think this guy was. Happy birthday to Now, Ibit, you're going to think I'm lying, but I literally watched Elf yesterday, too. Oh, with, uh, stop the it. Kids. Yeah. Well, well, I believe it. Well, that that has to happen. It's, yeah. Yeah, tis the season. It's what Van loves it. He was like, we got to watch Elf. I'm like, all right, we're watching Elf. So we watched it. Uh, all right. Today it rained. I don't remember yesterday. Today it rained. <laughs> all right. <laughs> This is a weird thing to say. It's a weird thing to say because he was saying, uh, or she asked him some question about what's it like finding out they're after you or something. And he said that. It's just a weird thing to say. Um, All right. Here's the sound when he was fighting the the fake delivery man. They kept making this noise. Yes. Yeah. I heard that. Like, and it was Redford. It was like he would get hit in the stomach every time, but he wasn't always getting hit in the stomach. Yeah. It was really weird. And yeah, even if I you do, that. who goes when they get hit in the stomach? Nobody. Like, there was a bad sound effect. It's a terrible choice. It's terrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Poo. <laughs> that fight scene was hilarious, though. I loved it. Yeah, every minute was all right. It. He hit that mantelpiece twice. Yeah. Uh, and strong, ab- they yeah. absolutely ripped the apartment apart. Like, totally. I, I was surprised that uh, Kathy doesn't come in and start complaining. Like, what are you doing? Yes. Oh, look at, stop it! <laughs> totally. Yeah, I was half expecting Robert to Robert Redford to like hit some something, and then a box full of photos falls out, and he kind of stops the fight and looks at him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's <laughs> your pudendum. Oh, no, that would have been great because then you would have distracted the fake delivery man, and then that would have right, been his right. time to to punch him. Or maybe he finds even better. That's what distracts the, the delivery right. guy. He oh, Nike. What, what is that? There's a naked gun or something. What was yeah. uh, the fight scene that's interrupted by someone coming out in their their nightgown or something yeah, like that? And yeah. Both of them stop. stop. Yep. Comedy classic. Yeah. Oh yeah, it probably was one of those 
hot it feels shots like that's part what it was or and, something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Strong like farmer. Strong like a farmer. Uh huh. Strong <laughs> like a farmer. Um, Here's some computer nonsense. G. Carriage return. TRS. Tone. Symbol for number. Computer is ready. Yep. Computer's all set Symbol now. Symbol for number. I, Boy, I didn't understand. We've saved so much time with hashtag, haven't we? <laughs> I know. And I didn't understand. Ow. Was it supposed to be a voice rec- recognition system on the other side? Or was it supposed to be just some person waiting for somebody to call? They made him sound yeah. robotic a little bit, but I wasn't sure. It was hard to it tell. It sounded like a real dude who responded, but yeah, like it was supposed to supposed to be like, all right, I'm going to send in some uh, JavaScript and have <laughs> right. you run there's it for a, me. There's a job that that we're all glad to give to AI, being some guy <laughs> right. on the other end of the yes. phone. <laughs> totally. Yeah, take yeah. that job. That'd be fine. Yeah. And shove it. Uh, by the way, as a symbol for you know the pound sign, I always thought you could just say pound sign. So why didn't he say pound sign back then? Uh, yeah, because that was back then. Yeah. Or Octothorpe. Yeah. Octothorpe? Holy shit. Octothorpe. Yeah. He should have said Octothorpe. It's, got Octothorpe. Eight legs. it's like an octopus. Octothorpe. P- Punani? No, wait. What'd you call it? Addendum. Punani's even better. <laughs> I think that's what Cardi B calls it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, all right. Put your thumb in front of the hammer. Put your thumb in front of the hammer. What was that about? Oh, the gun. That's just a gun. stop the, yeah. yeah Uncock right. the gun. Uh, oh, just for the argument. Oh, this is fun. Check it out. Let's say. For the purposes of argument, I had a forty-five in one of my pockets. Yeah, let's just say. For the purposes of argument, I've never, I don't know why I've never heard it phrased like that. For the sake of argument, yeah. let's say da, da, da. But for the purposes of argument, and it makes you think about how dumb that phrase is. Yeah. Like, I'd like to start an argument. Let me start by saying I've got right. a gun in my pocket. Yeah. You, now you go. That is a weird, you're right. It, de- it yeah. helped deconstruct it and it stuck with me. I was like, wait a minute, you don't say it that way. And also, why are we saying anything about that? <laughs> exactly. Why say that at all? Yeah. But when you hear sake of argument, you just, it's fine. It blows yeah. right by you, and you don't think about it. It's like, wait, yeah. are you trying to start wait. an argument with me? <laughs> when you don't have cell phones in your hand, I guess you like got a lot of time to uh, prepare for witty things to say when you finally come across somebody. How am I going to say this when he comes up? I know. Sure. I guess so. <laughs> so, like the, the pinnacle of that in the movie is when he goes to get lunch while his coworkers are all getting killed. He bursts into a diner, and then he has ritty repartee with yes. a, a guy making sandwiches and some dude sitting there eating a sandwich. Yep. And and it's too it's too much. It's encyclopedic talk, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, and yeah. like it made me think about the script and words on the page. And you yeah, shouldn't do yeah, that to the person watching. Also, <laughs> yeah, person, when everybody starts speaking the same way, you're like, okay, this is coming from a single writer, yeah. and you become you become very aware of the writing. And when she sat, I, that's the other thing that bugged me. She was strapped to a toilet, at the fearing for her very life. This man she doesn't know. All this stuff. This, this roller coaster. Then she has sex with him. Then he sends her to a restaurant to interface with this very dangerous government dude. And yeah. she right. acts like she's been a spy her whole life. Right. <laughs> yes. Come yeah. on, man. Well, Come on. Should I just say a lot of stuff just to do? We were, I guess we were a lot more accepting back in right. the 70s. Must have been. Must if, have been. If I could just, if, if you're going to tie me up and make me a hostage, put me on the toilet. That's the best you can do. That really is that's the true, best. That's true, I guess. That's the yeah. best. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think where you would strap me in this house. It'd be better to be on the toilet. That way, there, yeah. there's no. Yeah, that's just the best strap place me to, to be. Strap me to my office chair, so at least I can do my. You finish my to do list. Yeah, like, get me. You know, let me get some stuff done while you're going to go out and. Or you know, while, you're, while to, you're doing that yeah. and pooping your pants, right. I'm going to be on the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I get Dunaway's point. Like, if you need to take a dump, you need to be where yeah. the dump happens, right. but also maybe sure. scooch a little desk up to it, and then you can do your to get your. There we done. go. Yeah, the best of both worlds. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Here's Uncle Ben saying, "Food, food, 
Food. Food. <laughs> food. 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 Yeah, food. Uh, and great then also, great toilet. He, <laughs> he also has a name for Robert Redford. Oh, you, you poor dumb son of a bitch! Wow! Oh, yes. Wow! I don't know. I think that was know. actually from uh, Spider-Man, and it's when uh, Peter <laughs> yeah. Parker uh, shows back up and. With oh great, no! You've been shot, you poor dumb son, son of, of a bitch. bitch. It's like with great responsibility, or great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> and then with great responsibility comes a great insult. That's how it works. Right. Yeah, exactly. you dumb, yeah. you poor dumb son of a bitch. All right, here is um, uh, the way this movie ended. Actually, gave me the freaking creeps, and I'll play it. This is the audio from it. This to me is the essence of all things in the seventies that freaked me out. Okay, um, it's all yeah. about discordance. This happened in lots of movies as a kid. Um, I don't know why this just rang with me as as to what makes a seventies movie stand out when you're trying to make me uncomfortable. And here it is. <laughs> Yeah, and that weird hummy thing at the end, like, and then they roll credits. Like, gosh, dang it! What are you doing to me? What are you trying to do? uh, I didn't think about it at the time. It was it disturbed me at the time as being like a, uh, I don't know, like it felt like a horror movie ending kind of thing. But is it like, uh, is it the precursor to The Sopranos? Don't stop believing. Oh, did he get get offed right there at that moment? That's what we're supposed to. Yeah, at least with the Sopranos thing, the music literally stops, and there's no reverberation yeah. no right no echo left over yeah, yeah they just give me the freaking willies i don't like it yeah. love it but i do like our checklist <laughs> that's right it's time for the film sack checklist robert redford is uh, impossibly attractive and not fair to the rest of us check yeah yeah uncle ben <laughs> can really rock a fur lapeled overcoat and hat check yeah <laughs> And sure. finally, in this movie were gorgeous. It's just, yeah. it's just unbelievable. I can't yeah. stop fretting about how Robert Redford's character <laughs> is getting dressed in these gorgeous outfits. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's different. He doesn't wear the same clothes throughout the whole movie, which he really should. No, if you want it to. It's all shit uh, from just, her closet, man. All that weird, all those clothes she was yelling about. Uh, oh, and then finally, kidnap victims turns into a willing sex partner in about 22 hours. Check. Mm. <laughs> uh, Star Trek connections. I'm, there's got to be some here. Nope. Not even a sausage. Oh, my the, gosh. Uh, closest, the closest <laughs> thing I could come up with was uh, two degrees of separation. You can always find those, right? Yeah. So, for example, Cliff Robertson was in Escape from L.A. with Michelle Forbes, mm. who you know is Ensign Rowe. But... One degree? Nope, nothing. Not not oh, even wow. the cast crew looked at everything. There's no evidence that anyone here ever made Star Trek. I wouldn't if you just said Cliff Robertson was in Star Trek, I would have believed you because it just seems like the guy would yeah. be in there. You know, like yeah. you, there's some episode of TNG like he was where everything he, else at the time. Yeah. yeah, he's like a guy that runs some uh, space station far away, and Picard tells tells him he needs to leave, and he won't leave. I got a whole story in my head about it. I'm just making it up. Uh, let's move on to soundtrack. Great, give it an S for sexy. Sexy. Yeah, very yeah. sexy, horny, so very much. horny, oh, horns, so horny, 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 and some sax. So you had a little horny saxy, and and it was a good time. We, I'm we always going to wonder if that's uh, if we call that porn music because someone called it porn music, or mm-hmm. if it's actually mm-hmm. because that's the style of music used in X-rated films. When like, they, um, yeah, when they started, right? Because you're talking about the mid '70s when that became not mainstream, but you know porn but do you, do you know what i mean it could have been that someone just started saying it 
And we right. all just went with it. Oh, that's yeah. Because that... I don't know what any of that stuff sounds like. So that's no, what you've never heard any of it. None of that yeah. music before. Yeah. <laughs> What's a pedendum? Tuna's not listening. <laughs> Come on. I would like to add a pedendum to today's meeting. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Please uh, step up to the pedendum and uh, that's right. <laughs> give your oration. That's right. Your oration original, on the pedendum. Yes. The original music in this thing was composed by Dave Grusin. Mm. Uh, he, he really? Is, yeah, Dave Grusin. We had Dave Grusin last week. Did we really? Who Just we, last yeah. week. What was last Backdraft. week? Backdraft. Backdraft was uh, had Dave Grusin. Oh no way! That's that, right. Oh my That's God. right. Same guy. Whoa. Or different. Are you looking at last thing. week's notes? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Dave Grusin did the music two weeks in a row. That's nuts. That's crazy. That's great, though. Yeah. Congratulations, Dave. Oh, there's CIA in the CIA. I knew it. The Grusin family for what yeah, you've done. He's still alive and working. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, he's gotten a few yeah, credits over the last decade. Um, wow. Nothing really, not a really big deal. He's really more of a conductor and a pianist than a composer. But well, a jazz, like a light jazz dude. I actually have somewhere in my library. I do have a Dave Grusin album that's just uh, uh, non non soundtrack music. Interesting. Yeah. Who to thunk? Uh, let's move on to the social media post. This is where you guys sum up this shit in 280 characters or less. And I'm holding you to it. Let's start with Randy. Three days of the condor. Working in a highly secure place. Secretary keeps a gun up front. Boss is really old and on your case. Everyone around you is so blunt. Those machines can make a bad rotten buzz. Don't ever risk your life on just a hunch. Best advice I've ever gotten was... Always be the guy who goes for lunch. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. saved his life. I Go really wanted door. to. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to snap my fingers this week. I just really. <laughs> oh, for this um, little beat poetry. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah poetry felt very beat done. this week. Yeah, very yeah. Little, uh, con- a little bongo drum, a congo mm-hmm. drum in the background there. I like it. Yeah. Can we all wear berets and black turtlenecks? Are we allowed? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Smoking fancy jazz cigarettes. Ooh. I accept your compliments. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. It was meant. It yeah. was meant that way. It absolutely was. Let's now dive over to Brian Dunaway. Oh, three days of the Condor. Like using a group of urban kids as human shields. This movie holds the hell up. Hashtag hostage sex is probably not rape. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> probably not. This movie says it, probably not. It really was. It was like the hardest part to swallow to to this point to the yeah the entire film it's the most i'll even take your your ice bullets over that yeah i'll I'll believe (laughs) that first it just didn't you know i was kind of on his side the whole time his character's side until he actually went down the hotel and lobby and was like hey i know how to get out of this i'll bribe these young people into going outside and and being my human shield right i was like oh I can't go five there. Bucks, five bucks, five bucks. Five bucks. Come on, yeah. five bucks. They're all like, they're all like five bucks. That sounds great. Let's go. Five yeah. bucks. Yeah. This is 70s. Five bucks. That'll get me like a gallon of gas. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's crazy how into the five bucks they were. They were. Uh, Brian Ibbett, we finish with you. I'm going to go get a footlong in Subway. Uh, three Days of the Condor. $5 footlong. That's what I was going with. Oh, I get a it. Movie, a movie about a frustrated assassin who gets crank calls from the Audubon Society. Uh, I don't know. I just read books. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag no, I don't. No, I don't. That's very good. Also, a footlong sounds all right right now. <laughs> it kind of does. Kind of hungry. Yeah. We'll see what happens after the show. All right. Uh, let's get to this alternate title selection. It was almost called... 
Condor Man. Yeah, yes. it's another one we need to put on the list. Yeah, yeah it felt like Condor Man. Disney uh, sued him, so they had to go with something else. Uh, they almost got called Three Days of Being Sean Bean in Gondor. And I don't know what I was thinking last night when I wrote that. So just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's because Condor and Gondor, right? Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what I was doing. All right. Moving on to an email. We got an email from Jeff and Jeff wrote in uh, something interesting. I really like this idea. Uh, greetings, gents. Something to put on your list for your round tables. Director's cuts for, against, or variable. Says Blade Runner Final Cut is far superior. Star Wars fi- uh, special editions are far inferior. What of Dune? According to Villeneuve, uh, or however you say his name, he made the movie he wanted, but I heard there is at least another hour of footage, which I would very much like to see because I want more Dune. I think this it was literally what we decided we were going to do our next discussion episode on. So mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by how this lines up with yeah. our. Yeah, you know, exactly. Our, our planning last week. Yeah, he goes, uh, could add context to Dr. Yu's betrayal and anything more with Rebecca Ferguson is a plus in my book. I even like Lynch's Dune in the 3.5 hour Alan Smithy oh, cut, yes. uh, a name used when you edit out the release of the director. We know what that is. Anyway, just a potential for f- uh, further discussions. Happy Herbert. Thanksgiving and happy holidays, says Jeff. P.S. Don't rush to watch Parasite, Scott. It's overrated. Sorry, Brian. Oh, snap. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> he really added that. That isn't me making that up. No, I totally believe it. Yeah. Uh, I, hey, look, that's not for everybody. If he didn't like it, he didn't like it. Sure, fair enough. Um, so yeah, we we literally, uh, the reason I put this one in here is we we literally talked about this idea and are going to do this yeah. idea. Um, I'm glad he brought some of these extra stuff to the table because I think it'd be fun to throw into that mix, not just ones that are good, what makes them good or bad, but which ones do we want to see? You know, for sure. And also, yeah. I want to I want to find one of us who disagrees with the rest on things. Right. So, like, what if the extended editions of the Lord of the Rings are too much for you? I want to I want to hear about well, that. you found so, him because I I do not like the extended yeah. editions of Lord. We of the will. Rings. We'll get into it. OK, I like the short. Let's one. get into it. Uh, thank you for that. We also got a couple of texts. Here's a quick one from John H who says longtime listener to this and other frog pan shows. Finally got my Patreon account fixed and I am subscribed. Well, thank oh. you so much for that. Oh, nice. I wanted to recommend a show that I think is very sackable. Uh, I think he means movie. I checked the archive and I'm pretty sure you have not done it yet. Screamers, Peter Weller from Robocop, Ooh. semi-sentient robot killing machines that zip around underground like some, something out of, uh, Tremora. Uh, future war, painfully awkward romance B yeah. story. So much about this movie is sackable. I hope you get to see it, says John H. We didn't uh, watch Screamers? No. Okay. No. We've I've done never, Skinners, or not Skinners. It sounds familiar, but I don't think yeah, I've yeah. ever uh, ever seen it. Not Skinners. Mm-hmm. What's the one we did see that were the guys who we've, did been, we've seen Scanners. Scanners. That's something. Scanners. Yeah, yeah. yeah Scanners. I don't know why I said Skinners. <laughs> uh, Skinners. Skinners. We <laughs> <laughs> saw Thinner. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's good, too. Yeah. That might be what yeah. I'm thinking, too. But uh, no, Peter Weller. I think our only Peter Weller movie has been Robocop, unless I'm, I could be wrong on that. Bro, did you just call him Robocop? Robocop. You know what Robocop. I did? That character when exists. When you need a friend, call that, Robocop. That character exists in uh, um, that game. What's that game called where you oh, have is it like, really? all the oh, bro, yeah, the bro force? force. Yeah, bro he's, force? In, it's, oh. he's called oh, Robocop. No Get out of here. Yeah. It's great. Did we sack Leviathan? Uh, no. Uh, we no. Sl- we sacked everything but Leviathan. Right? Yeah, exactly. We sacked all those Deep Blue ones Sea that are like and uh, yeah, everything else that's, that's yeah. like it. All those movies about underwater sea creatures we've done except <laughs> that, that and the Meg. We haven't yeah. done the Meg. Oh, let's oh, never do the Meg. No, don't do the Meg ever. The Meg is bad. I saw it in theaters. I, I oh. And I know we'll do bad movies here. That movie is a separate kind of bad. Really? I, I hated oh, wow. the Meg. Hated really? it. 
Oh my gosh! I actually thought it was. I'll tell you what, Dunaway. If we're making you do a beach blanket movie, I'll do the Meg. Yeah, right. (laughs) I feel I'm. That's fair, right? That's a trade. That's fair. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess the Meg is bad. There are so many Peter Weller films that have a picture of him and some woman on the on the poster. It's just (laughs) him and a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. I'm gonna need a woman behind me. Yeah. Uh, drop your weapon. All right, let's move on. Uh, we got this final thing. This is to Brian Ibbett. There is no name attached uh, to this text. It says, Hey, didn't Brian used to sing his intros live before pre-recording them? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Bring it back. And I'd like to, you know, ask the question to this person who wrote in. Do you feel like they're better now that I'm able to put some production quality into them? And I would actually no. I like yes. I like them with the, the production stuff. For, so yeah. for fidgety ibbits. No, I'm just kidding. Fidgety ibbits. <laughs> yeah. I I, I just want to always ask the question: Do you think karaoke is objectively better than uh, radio? And like, yeah, it's it's up to you. I mean, if you're drunk you, and doing might, it, wow. Yeah, sure. I've never thought to compare those two things. Yeah. Uh, there's there are people who go to karaoke and they think it's the best entertainment of their lives and it's great. Sure. Yeah, but it's usually because they're I'm... they're artificially sauced up on something usually, right? <laughs> like that's the part of the we, fun. Is we've seen them all. We've seen them all uh, yeah. laughing. The audience well. is drunk. Yeah. You're drunk. Yeah, it's a good time. It's the best time of your life. I I think that's a, that's a required. You need the lubricant. You need the lube. Yeah. To have a yes, good time. The social lubricant. The, That's right. Uh, the drink. Uh, for those who are like, Wayne, how do these people write in? I can tell you. Filmsack at gmail.com is the email address. And you can also text us like these other two folks did. 801-471-0462. Uh, voicemails are also welcome there if you prefer. Uh, I want to thank some some patrons who have been awesome, loyal folks for a very long time. Anthony Morales, Jeffrey Duddles, and Jason all three of you are part of a big happy family of uh, Patreon supporters on FilmSack, and we love you. Please tell your friends, invite your family, get other people in there because it only helps the show grow. When you do that, you'll never get commercials. You'll get pre-show content every week, monthly specials from the hosts. What are we doing in December? Who's on? Who's up? It's me. It's, it's you. It's oh, that's me. right. You said earlier, you're working on a thing yep. about a movie. Uh, uh, so that's coming soon from brian ibbett uh sometime during this month so watch for that Uh, but also a movie related art print in the mail Uh, a bunch of you are just now probably getting my um uh, my curl glaive that i did Mm. oh yeah so watch for that other uh, great benefits you can find all about yourself by going to patreon.com slash film sack our next movie is going to be what? Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Batman. It's also a Christmas oh. set yeah. film, right? Yeah. 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 With Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And uh, you got your. And, your uh, uh, Simone from Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Who else in there? We got your Danny the, DeVito. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken and Michelle is the mayor. Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer's in it. Oh, man. I finally tried to watch Mother. Uh, oh yeah uh, what do you think it's, yeah. it's kind of and michelle, yeah michelle like pfeiffer's it. in that she, i hated her character so much oh well you're supposed to right i hate i yeah. know that's the point you're of the supposed movie to hate everybody in that film except for jennifer lawrence yeah and it's boy is it good at doing that 
Yeah, yeah. 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 I couldn't. I, like I didn't it. quite finish it. I will probably go back, but I about halfway through, I had to bail because I just it's, was like, it's a struggle. It is a struggle. I I liked yeah. it, but I don't know if I could go back and watch it. No, yeah. it's for me definitely not a not a two watch movie. No. It's like okay, I watched that. It's a very interesting commentary. I, yes. I very heavy handed, but uh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that yes. makes two Aronofsky movies I can never see twice. That and Requiem for a Dream. I can't do that again. Yeah, I'm done yeah. there. That's the last. I mean, you know what? I, I th- even thinking about Requiem for a Dream, it makes me want to go watch like um, Labyrinth, just so I can get a, a proper <laughs> yeah, yeah brain bleach. Yeah, yeah sure. watch Jennifer Connelly in her natural state. Anyway, right. uh, so there's that. Uh, we'll watch that next. Batman week. Returns. Where's that streaming? Max. It's on HBO Max. Okay. All right. Um, I keep hearing. Speaking of Batman, real quick, there's a little side thing. I keep hearing Merry Little Batman. This animated. Christmas oh, I can't movie. wait. It looks so good. It's on Prime right now. Yeah. And you might say, wait, Prime, why? That's not Max, because isn't Max Warner Brothers and all that? For some reason, nobody can figure this out. Max passed on their own yeah. property they own. Wow. It's, and it's a Prime different take, it. though. It's a very different type of animation that you wouldn't expect from... I think they missed oh, out. Really? This thing has gone viral. People love it. Love it. Uh, oh, I love it. I think it. Max screwed up. It. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. It's goofy as hell, and it's up on full uh, movie, or is it like a thirty-minute deal, or what is it? I don't know the length on it. I, yeah, I don't know the length either. But I think probably, yeah. you know, I'm guessing like ninety minutes or something. If I had to guess, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't understand it either, Scott. Why would a streaming service get, sell something to another streaming service? Yeah. That they that they already well, is Max is like loving doing that di- right if, now. It, like if Disney asked someone for money for Dial of Destiny, you know, like what, yeah. why would you do that? Well, I think they, well, they will do that eventually, occasionally with like Netflix will buy stuff from from Disney and others or buy the rights to play them in the same way that Max buys the rights to buy films from them, um, from Disney and others. But right but now, from Max the is, start. But Matt, well, not. Yeah, that's the trick, right? That's the big difference. And so what you're seeing right now is Max is is uh, if you go over to Netflix, you'll notice there's like. 30 new movies all from Max on Netflix. Yeah. And it's because Max is trying like mad every way they can to recover their two billion. Max in has debt changed ownership recently, uh, or management under new management, mm-hmm. and they've yeah. made some many different decisions. Animation getting suffered. Yeah. yeah. I mean Zaslov yeah. claims it's all to get the numbers right, but uh, whatever, man. You're you're sacrificing yeah. everything for everything. Like, what are you doing? Right. Get that going. Get that fixed. This is is the time of the year when I go watch Christmas episodes of my favorite comedy TV shows, which means I am all over Hulu. Hulu's got them all. Hulu has everything. Right. Yeah. Which is to say Disney has everything because now they have the controlling stake and it's now a di- they're talking about moving Hulu under the Disney. Watch Hulu through Disney now. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to put it in there and eventually shut down Hulu and just have it be a section in Disney, which is weird. Yeah. Whatever. We're at a strange time, everybody. The streaming services are all having a moment. Uh, anyway, that's next week, and I can't wait for it. Until then, filmsack.com is our website. You can use that all the time and find all the things we talked about here today and all the links you need and all that stuff. So go check it out, filmsack.com. Again, patreon.com slash filmsack. And give us reviews wherever you get your shows. That'll do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I hope so. I'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Happy birthday to Grandpa. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.